Hey sisters, today is an episode with my amazing moms in the middle group of women. Ashley Carroll, Ryan Channel, Katie Lynn Hedrick, Kristen Fields, and Katie Mae Webb. This is just a fun conversation around stress and really how it shows up in our bodies and how we've coped in the past, you know, what we've learned to do to cope with God's help now. And like how we parent under stress and how we communicate. So it's just a really awesome conversation again with us meeting up together. And what is so cool about us is that we're all very, very different. We live in different states. We are different seasons of life with our children. And God has just brought us together. Like this kind of just came together a few months back. And we're having some awesome real life, real time conversations. And I know that it will really bless you. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, tell me about it. I love to hear from you. Definitely send me a message in my direct messages over on Instagram at Coach Michelle Porterfield and share it. Share it with some other moms. Like this, these are conversations that we'll start plugging in throughout um, just in the midst of different episodes that I bring. We have conversations about stress and marriage and money and sex and parenting and it's just going to continue and I think no matter where you are in your journey that you could benefit so I hope you enjoy have an awesome day and I'll talk to you soon hey sister do you feel stuck do you feel like you're living each day over and over on a loop maybe you feel like a failure because you keep telling yourself that today will be different. You wake up each morning hoping to do better, but when the afternoon rolls around, all your promises to yourself are shot. And society screams, you deserve to have that drink, eat that piece of cake, and scroll mindlessly through social media. Hi, I'm Michelle Porterfield, certified mindset and breakthrough coach, mom of three, former daily wine drinker, excuse maker, and promise breaker. Coffee's my jam, dry shampoo is my BFF, and I am so glad you're here. I have created this community to help you walk in faith towards freedom from alcohol and other strongholds like it. Together, we will work to show you your value, your strength, and your ability to overcome. So pop in your earbuds and go for a walk, or buckle up for your commute. Girl, get ready for straight talk and the truth, because it's time to elevate your mindset, develop healthy routines, and begin to thrive alcohol-free. Because like, life is life is just full of stress, and if you focus on it, it'll just overrun you. You know. So, um, how does stress? Um, I'm sorry, Michelle. Specifically, I'm sorry. How does stress affect me? Other yeah. than making me lose my train of thought. <laughs> yes. Well, of course, I did not click record because I was so excited to go live in the group. So. We are talking about stress and we're yes. talking about what it is and how yeah. it shows up in our bodies. So really yeah. for you, because I know that for me, it shows up literally in an energy up through mm -hmm. my chest and back around the top of my neck. And it kind of sits at the base of my skull. Like that's the physical yeah. response. Yeah. So I, it took me a while to get very uh, aware of a physiological response. A lot of people don't even realize that they have one. Um, but I actually did, um, uh, and it's adrenaline, it's energy, whatever it, like a lot of different people use it, but mine races right up my back. And that's like a sign. That's when I'm like, I need to remove myself. Like when I feel that it's like, 
it used to be like an oh shit power through and now it's like I know like okay that's my cue to like I need to stop what I'm doing and I need to check in with myself because sometimes it's like I don't even know that I'm bothered sometimes it's like I'm just going about my day to day and talking or working with a client or you know with my husband or my kids and I'll feel it and I'll be like wow that's weird I don't I don't actually feel stressed. So it's like, that's kind of almost sometimes it'll hit me on a subconscious level that it's like my cue to like check in with myself. Like, okay, obviously something's bothering me and I need to like, uh, and I'll tell my husband too. I'm like, Hey, I got to check out, right? Like I got to go do my bubble bath. I got to go hit the rollerblades. I got to go like read, listen, like just being quiet. Those are just a few, few of the ways that I kind of de-stress or refocus. Um, but I think like stress, I love that the definition has changed because like, it's one of the biggest jokes between my husband and I, like, I like get excited for change. So even though I like get excited for it, it still stresses me out. For those of you listening, like I went, I went on this great trip to Hawaii with my husband and I had this like massive meltdown, like right before, because I didn't want to leave my daughter. And I was on the phone with Mich Michelle's my life coach for all of you guys who don't know. And I'm like, Michelle, oh my God. Uh, and it's just so funny because like you, I, I get, I get frustrated. And this is something that Michelle is working with me on is allowing myself to be human in those moments, right? Like not just reject those negative feelings of stress, not just like deny them because then they take control over you anyways. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and I used to, I used to drink a lot to cope with stress. Like I'd immediately want that glass of wine to soothe my nerves, calm my nerves. Right. So that was a lot of info all in one, but that's, <laughs> mm, yeah, that's I'll let someone else talk. <laughs> what do you think, Kristen? What about you? She said one minute. <laughs> okay, I'm good. Um, I would say for me, I think stress shows up in my stomach. Um, I think because I already have a propensity for stomach issues anyway because of celiac. But um, for me, I can feel it in my belly and just that anxiousness, which I don't know if I would have labeled it that like a couple of years ago, but I think the more I learn that physically it shows up, um, then that's what I would label stress as. Um, I will say that I actually, there's, I learned a lot about how there's good stress and there's, there's not good stress. We all know the bad stress, but there's actually good stress. And I actually do operate under a, like a low stress environment. Like if there's like something that's pending that actually motivates me more. Um, and that I actually learned from my life coach who was like, you know, that not all stress is bad. It's actually, it can be a good thing. It can be a motivator. It can be, um, but yes, when it tips into the body, that's where it's like, Oh, hello, I need to deal with something. <laughs> But mine definitely comes out in like irritability and, um, you know, just snapping at, you know, the last straw with my four kiddos and um, definitely having to learn over the years that I can't passive aggressively say that I'm stressed out. I have to actually say what I need and say, I need 
somebody to help me with the dishes <laughs> instead of being like, I do everything around here. <laughs> wow. So that's a big uh, learning point for me, for sure. Ah, that's so good. You know, it's interesting. I was just having a conversation today with a, a new client. So we're just in the beginnings of her amazing journey. And that's kind of what we were talking about a little bit of just like, is it helpful when we immediately we're feeling this energy, right? And whatever's going on in the situation, but is it really helpful to just immediately turn and say, well, that's because she's doing this and this is how I feel about this versus like, okay, wait a minute, you know, what, what's going on inside of me and how can I think about this differently and respond differently? And those are just some of the little baby steps. So just mm. the fact that you've, you know, connected that to even dealing with your family, I was the same way too. You know, even if it was like, you know, like slamming the cabinet doors or like, Oh yes. <laughs> the dishes. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't really work. Taking out the trash right now. <laughs> yeah. As you drag the bag out the kitchen directly, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. Just kind yes. of kick, kick the can a little bit. So yeah. So what about you, Ashley? Tell me about how it shows up. Do you know where it shows up in your body? Oh my gosh. Well, like the same with Kristen. You know, she she already has a stomach issue. And I think the thing that you learn when you get to these chronic illnesses that even are invisible, right? Like nobody can tell that you have them or whatever, but you learn to start paying attention to your body more because you are being able to pinpoint things to what that actually feels like before, you know, you are forced to pay attention to it. Like your stomach bloating, you're just like, Oh yeah. Like that just happens every time I eat Taco Bell and you move on with your life. But then when you, when it becomes so like your body is forced to make you pay attention, it's like, no, like this is not okay. Then you're, then you start learning. Oh my gosh. Like it's because I'm, I'm constantly in the state of like fight. I'm never a fight or flight, you know, like I'm never, it's just this vicious cycle to where my body is constantly on, on guard that like it's constantly fighting. And, and so it's showing up in all these certain ways. Whereas like, before you're forced, you're just like, Oh yeah, that's just, you know, it just happens or whatever. And that's, I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned is that, um, like lack of sleep, you know, if you're stressed out and you just keep let it growing, then you get like insomnia sometimes, and then you get, you know, foggy brain and things like that. And so, um, I can definitely tell, you know, when, when I'm not caring for my body that much, um, when it's stress induced, if it's because, um, like, my body is just being pushed into the ground to where I'm go, go, going. And I haven't slept well. I haven't eaten well. It's like, Oh, like, and I think that we all have those signs in us. It's just paying attention and being honest with us. Like, Oh, like I like, this is really not sitting right with me and then not continuing to go. I think that's, yeah. I think that is our, our fault as women and moms is that like, we get these warning signs. It's like, Hey, chill out. Like, you're, you're going, going like calm down. You're like, Oh yeah, but we have soccer and we have, you know, like, I don't have time, coffee, coffee, you know, like Snickers bar, I'm going to eat my leftovers, you know, my toddler's goldfish or whatever. And then you just keep going and going and your body's like, Hey, Hey. And then that's when we get in those situations of like, you burnout. know, ha burnout. Yes. Or like even something tragic where I've, I've seen so many moms cause I'm in mom groups local to my area on Facebook. And it's like, you know, I thought I was having a heart attack and this was a huge wake up call because I don't eat well and I don't sleep well and I'm drinking wine and I'm doing this and I'm drinking energy drinks to help me get through the day. And like, you know, and it's like, why do we wait for it to get like 
that's so scary for us, you know, to get to those points to where, um, you know, it's detrimental to us, it's detrimental to our families. And then we decide like, oh, maybe I should, you know, maybe I should slim down my schedule a little bit because, you know, or, you know, um, and so I think, yeah, for me, for me, like Kristen, it's definitely gut related or brain related because I have autoimmune disease as well. Um, I can definitely feel it in my thyroid when I'm not taking care of myself, um, not eating right, or when I eat something that my body doesn't like. Um, and on top of it, stress, if I like even good stress, right? Like working out, if yeah. I, if I like do a hit workout, my, which I love to do, but it's like high intensity, heavy weights, like go, go, go. My body hates me. And I used to like, but that was the only way that I would feel um, successful or like, because I was dripping sweat, it was heavy weights and I felt stronger, but my body was like screaming no. And then until like my body physically couldn't, like I was getting sick and I felt awful. And, you know, and then I was like, you know what, like maybe like I can't do this. So, and then I had to redefine what, what that looks like for me in a different stage, you know, like what is a healthy approach to that? What, how can I still find joy in moving my body, but like also honoring my body at the same time, not putting it through that kind of stress. Um, and, and define being able to define good stress versus bad stress that is, isn't defined by the world that's defined by me. Right. Anyway, you know, it's so interesting. I got a visual when you were talking about the woman who just kind of pushes it to the side and goes, Mm -hmm. I got a visual of like, you know, you're in your home and there's like somebody like, you know, didn't blow out a candle and like a little mm-hmm. fire started in a room and you're just mm-hmm. like, eh, yeah, it'll be fine. It's just over there in that one corner. Mm-hmm. And you look away and you look away. And the next thing you know, your whole house is on fire yep. and it's going up in smoke. And I've seen people with, like you said, they get to a point where there's severe, like, um, medical issues. I mean, it could, it could really, really turn into something really dangerous if you're living in that chronic stage of mm-hmm. stress. Cause even like Kristen said, like you said too, like, you know, there are seasons where we are, we have deadlines. There's a season of maybe we're caring for a loved one or whatever. And it is also understanding the balance of that and understanding, okay, because I know this is the season and we talked about this with self-care week and things like that before you have to know also what is going to help you mm-hmm. have compassion for yourself and relieve some of that whether and, and get like full rest, not just sleep, like true mental and emotional rest. Yeah. I think like when we talk about it though, too, is like, as a society, right? Like we hear stress, stress, stress all the time. Like we talk about it all the time. We all know like the downfalls of it, but in all reality, like I had to almost, I had, I have to pay attention. Like I can be stressed cause I'm not stressed. Like mm-hmm. I was so wired and ready. Like stress mm-hmm. meant success. Mm-hmm. If I was stressed, uh, if I was working towards something like, and I was working hard, that also meant that I was going to be successful at whatever I was doing. And so like, this is like a huge rewire for me that I can actually like enjoy my kids, be present with my husband and still be making money and still be being successful. And I don't have to be on the rat race, even though I was for so long because it just, like I said, it's, it's societal too. And a lot of that for me was where I placed my value. 
And that's the purpose of this talk, right? Is like when I am wholeheartedly aligned with my days and with God and what he wants me for me versus me like waking up to like the BS rat race of like, what's going to make me look like a great mom today? Or like, how, you know, how's my house going to be? And all that other junk that goes through my head. If I really am intentional with my relationship and what God wants me to do that day, that's a whole different story. It's a whole different picture. Um, and hourly really, right? Like just give it to him hourly. (laughs) Take back the wheel, please. (laughs) Yes. Well, that's the next part of the question too. Like what ways have you learned, learned now to cope with God's help? you know, versus what, you know, you all said what we kind of used to do. What ways have you learned now that really helps you? Oh man, I'm going to have to piggyback off of Ashley because I, I feel like my body taught me a ton of, like it made me keenly aware of as soon as I was coming, um, coming out of a place of hustle versus rest. Um, and that's like, been my theme especially with my growing my business is like this constant um okay am I trying to prove my worth or actually coming am I actually coming from a place of I'm confident that he's got it and and how quickly my body will show me when I'm not um and so it's almost like it's become a gift of how sensitive my body is um which I don't know if I would say that 10 years ago, I would have been like stinking body, get it together, get through it. <laughs> like, but coming to it, like what you were saying, Michelle, compassion being everything. And um, can y'all hear me? Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, just compassion being so much of it, of looking at at myself with kindness instead of um, getting frustrated that my body's not keeping up with where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think the same thing, but I think for people that can't relate to that, um, because I, like Kristen was saying, you kind of almost have to be, sorry, there's an airplane going back, but you almost have to be like forced into it. Like we were to start focus. You're so um, aware and highly, intuitive now of your body that can give you signs but for those that aren't in that place like for me it's also of like really paying attention to how I'm showing up and is it worth it like and is my lifestyle worth the way that it's making me feel making me show up as a mom making me show up as a wife um all the emotions that I'm feeling and then tracing it back to like what is it is it because it's the busy schedule is it because I'm not giving myself enough time enough like I'm not putting myself on the list of priorities along with all the things that we have to do. And then like, and then going, okay, so I'm a priority. Like I need to start living my life as though I'm a priority. And then oh, asking myself, okay, what do I want for my family? Do I want them to have a bajillion activities, but for me to be like this cranky mom, yeah. like I know, I know some other moms can function, you know, with a busy, um, multi like event schedule better than me and that's fine for them and I have to stay in my lane and be like okay but how do I show up as the best version of me for my kids and my husband and myself and then what does that look like and then and then reorganize my life according to that and then once I did that like seasons of 
stress that we can't avoid and like um, seasons of living in an RV where your RV floods and like all this other stuff happens. Right. And then like, you can't avoid those things, but thank goodness I don't have all this, you know, the, the rat race going or like the lifestyle that um, also would be adding to it for on top of that, because I am learning, okay, like I have to do what's best for me so I can show up with my family the best way. Um, so that way when other stressful outside things out of my control happens, I'm not completely like just broken by it or affected by it because I'm not comparing myself. Like, I'm like, okay, God, like you gave me these gifts. You, you, like you always say he won't give you what he can't handle, but also like, are you adding to that? Like, are you trying to do the impossible for somebody that's not you because you think that that is what a successful family looks like, or like you have to show up. And I, so I think, I think that's, I don't know if that is helpful in any way, but it's helpful for me to think about it like, you know, um, prioritizing for my family how I can show up the best way so that I am not constantly stressed and putting myself in those situations or my kids um, to where I'm setting ourselves up for failure and yeah. and this feel this feeling that's just like awful. It's awful when you feel that way. Yeah. Well, and you guys have that health piece of, you know, your versions of what your body did. Mm -hmm. Mine would be because of where I got to my daily habit of drinking. Mm -hmm. Like that was my moment. And that was my, you know, the process of God changing me and my surrender to going like, clearly I'm here for a reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> clearly I got to this place of daily drinking because I didn't know how to manage my stress, tap into my body, awareness, all this stuff is post alcohol. Mm -hmm. And so that's the thing is there's going to be many, many people listening, whatever there is that thing for you. That is kind of that moment of like spiritual and emo emotional brokenness to where you sometimes have to get there to go, oh, okay, now where do I need to, first of all, surrender and ask God to help me and really make new choices. And that's what you're saying. It's like, we, a lot of times are the, we're the, the game makers. Like we're the ones in the family that are creating these commitments. Right. Mm -hmm. We have yeah. to, like you said, stay in our lane and look at our lives and see what really, really works for us. And and like focus mm -hmm. straight on our family and don't worry about what mama over here is doing because mm -hmm. she doesn't live in your house. Right. But here, I want to say though, like, listen, sis, like if you're watching this, I'll see to this on the podcast, like you also have a partner who has legs, who is a fully functional human being, like ask or him to do something. Yes. Like <laughs> tell him, and, and if you can't, like, if it's one of those things, um, like we have a paper, you know, it says, um, when you're free or whatever. And it's so, because I think we have this, this feeling that they should know, like, just because we function this way, like when I'm nursing the baby or when I'm, you know, changing the diapers or doing the, or whatever, when I'm going at the grocery store in my mind, I'm like, Oh, he should check the laundry. See if he needs to switch over. Oh, if there's dirty dishes in the sink, surely he sees those sure he, surely he's gonna get those done like or the socks on the floor like we always talk about these husbands who walk right over the toys all over the floor and they're like oh you know like don't even notice it right they all but, do that yeah <laughs> so like have a list on the on the fridge because I think we get in these weird things of like mm -hmm. well he should know like he should know to do these things for me and then and then we get resentful because they don't and then we also don't tell them what we need and 
I think that's a huge thing is we need to ask for help. Like we need it. They are fully functioning part of our community as a family. Like we need to start including them in that and, and done is better than perfect. And then writing the lists on the fridge. Like when, if you have a moment and it's like, check the laundry, check, is there sink, is there dishes in the sink? And so he knows without having to go to you while you're putting the kids down, while you're giving baths, while you're cooking dinner. And he has a moment that he can like do something for the household and he doesn't know what that should be. Then he can go to that list and be like, oh, I'm going to go check the dishes for her. Like, oh, like, and even though it's so s simple, like we just, they don't, they don't think that way. If, especially if, if he's outside of the home and you're in the home all day, like that is your role, right? So like you have a system going on. Um, and so I think we just need to invite them into that. And then also like, I think Katie had mentioned earlier, um, just being like, or I can't remember which one of y'all, but like, just saying like, Hey, like, can you take out the trash? Like, I'm going to do this. Do you mind doing this? And then, you know, sometimes they don't do it right away. Right. Like, and we are like stopping. We're like, I'm going to do, you know, like I do that all the time. I'm like, will you take out the trash? And I like want it done right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, fine, I'll do it. You know, like, mm -hmm. but that is like so self-induced though. Like, you know, we, and so I think we just got to do the done is better than perfect. Um, my husband doesn't fold laundry the same way I do doesn't fold towels the way I do and I don't care anymore I don't care <laughs> put them away yeah. you know like put them away who cares nobody's looking at your drawers I don't mind. yeah ask for help <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, talk to me a little bit about how you really parent better when you are managing your stress and you're coming from a more calm place, like how do you know that like, wow, this is really help helpful. I think the only, I know for me, go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say for me, it's margin. If I don't have margin, I'm not in a good space. So what that looks like is having enough time um, to, um, go from one thing to the next. Like if my day is packed full, um, I know I'm going to have less capacity for my kids. Um, and so that for me is, is kind of where I need to balance out because I know I'm a, I'm a mom to my four kids for only a certain amount of time when they're in my home. And that is priority to me. And so for me to create margin, um, enough to um not give them the leftovers is um definitely top of my list but it's definitely hard to do um especially when you love what you do when you um yeah so i just can't get enough of katie's little baby over there <laughs> getting distracted by her cuteness <laughs> I figure she's not screaming. It's better. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so cute. I, I'm a, I have to piggyback off that too, because like just the beauty of all of this. And I mean, my platform is I work with women to restore their marriages on their own. Right. Um, without the husbands being involved. And that's the biggest thing that we're all getting to the bottom of is you got to know yourself. Like, and you can, you can make so many changes by just becoming more self-aware. And Michelle, you hit on this, right? Is like, so my background was 
human and family development, psychology, like I was all obsessed with the why your brain does what it does, right? And so I just thought I was like totally a genius in understanding myself. And I was so unaware of myself and totally aware of how other people made me feel. Yeah. Right. Like, or, or I, or I was feeling their feelings and taking that all on. Right. So I had like no emotional boundaries whatsoever. And it, and to like my bottom was like my marriage almost falling apart because of it. Cause like, even with the best of intentions, right. Like we can get off that track and the more self-aware I am, the more kind I am to myself in that is allowing me to be a better parent and allowing me to be a better wife, you know, throughout all of it. Because like, and Ashley, I think you're hinting onto this too, was like, God didn't promise us an easy life. Right. Like he promised us to be there through it. Right. And so we're not supposed to just walk around with freaking smiles on our face all day long. We're not robots. Right. So some of this is just being human. And it's definitely a lesson that I'm in the very middle of actively learning and applying. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a much better parent, more patient parent when I'm just nicer to myself about stuff, you know? Yeah, somebody just shared with me the other day, as soon as you said that, she heard a new um, preacher came to visit her church, and he, and he was preaching specifically about walking through the valley of the shadow of death, mm-hmm. and I will feel, fear no evil in Psalms, I believe that's where that's at, and she said, I've heard that spoken so many times, and the way he, we talked about it was like, it doesn't say you get to skip over it or walk around. It's like you're really walking through the valleys, mm-hmm. through the pain, through the, the stress, the grief, the loss. The, and that's the thing is that God says he is with you. And so we just have to allow us, I mean, allow him to be with you. Like allow him to walk you through it and show you what he wants to show you through it because most of the time when we're in this high level stress and we're allowing these things to take over, there is a path, but more than likely that path is narrow. Mm -hmm. And so that's when we have to allow him to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's really cool. Well, and in the midst of that too, Michelle, like, I think you can, I I don't, for me, like the more crap I go through, (laughs) is like because people say that they're like well like how can you like how can you like like be like worship a god that like allows you to go through pain right and it's like i have to like i have to go all the pain looking back is now beautiful because of everything that it's brought me to and i learned from it and if i didn't go through that then i wouldn't be where i was today you know and he knows me better than i know myself yeah. <laughs> as she mutes. <laughs> All right. So one more question before we finish up, what advice would your much older self give to you now with all her wisdom in this moment as you're moving through or how, as you have moved through stress, like what would she tell you? But worrying about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think I'd echo that. Like, that it's all going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, that sounds flippant, but, like, it's so true. Like, um, and I, I mean it in the sense of probably more specifically, like, it is going to all work out, but pay attention to what you're learning in the process, right? Like, stop and take it in. That would be a big thing for me, too, is just, like, even if you, I don't understand it, that's where faith is. Like, I don't know how people can go through all of this and not have faith. Like, I, I'm not always going to understand my circumstances, and that's okay, um, because I do have the promise that he's going to work it out for his good. But just pay attention to what he's trying to teach you in this, too, and what you can get through it, and you can still find joy even in the midst of a hard season. And I'm going to peace out here after that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you have a little. Yeah. I think, I think um, asking, accepting help and allowing others to show up for you because that they genuinely want to do that. Like, even if you hardly know them, even if you have known them several years or even if it's your family or not your family, I think that's really hard for us to ask and accept for help in all different forms. Um, and I know that a lot of us struggle with that because moms, some of you guys are like just burn out and there's, you feel like there's nobody around to help out or there's no family members that you can rely on. But I mean, there are so many women who genuinely get a joy and like love mm -hmm. pouring back into you. Like, even if it's a stranger, I know like when somebody says something in one of my local groups and they're like, you know, struggling young mom or whatever, like. I would gladly help you. I don't even know you, but I've been there. So like I get genuine joy helping you. Like it's no sweat on my back. So when people say, Hey, like, let me pick your kid up and take them. Like let that, you know, if you know them, yeah. well. but you know what I mean? Like, I think we have such a struggle with accepting help and we feel like we're a burden, especially like if you have parental, like my mom was always apologizing for asking for something. Even today drives me nuts. She's like, cause we take care of her. And so she'll ask me to take her somewhere to a doctor's appointment. She's like, I'm sorry. I ruined your day. I'm sorry. Like all this. And I'm like, stop. Like, it, I don't care. Like just ask me for help and I will gladly give it to you. It's when it only becomes a burden when you make it that way. Like when you say like all these things, like, sorry, I didn't mean to take up your time. Like, and I think that that's like something that we struggle with and something that I catch myself now doing when I need help is that I won't ask it because I'm like, Oh gosh, like she's got her own things going on. But like, y'all, we like genuine, there's genuinely people out there who love and, and their gift, like God given gift is to like love your children. Well, like, and I think that that's okay that somebody else is loving on them for a certain time. Like, especially if you need to put them in daycare or, you know, for an afternoon so you can go get stuff done. And there's people who like are given a gift to, love you well, or like pour into you, say things, show up for, you know, gifts for you, host for you, give you food, like whatever. And I think that we just need to start accepting it and asking for it and uh, being open to wherever and whatever that help looks like. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Like mom is hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like in all her wisdom, that's what she's saying, you know, like, Hey, we didn't do this alone. Mm -hmm. and and we're you know it, we're gonna be just fine we're gonna be okay and just kind of pausing in that moment I like to do that a lot I never knew that was a thing until I learned the process of like really understanding how to visualize and kind of chat tap in not only to who I was and who I was designed to be 
as a child, because then a lot of times we're, our, our journey is kind of unbecoming and unraveling all this junk that we've layered mm-hmm. through the years. Mm-hmm. But we can also kind of tap into that future wisdom and to the, to the part of us that like, she's got it. She's been there. She's wise and she's, she's full of peace and we can tap into her too. And that just helps open up our mind to like, to show us some opportunities. So that's why I kind of wanted to throw that question on there. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's a fun one to get people thinking. So, mm-hmm. yeah. well, thank you ladies. You got anything thank else, Kristen? No, I think that, I mean, both Ashley and you hit a lot of what I was going to say of just, and, and I think the learning and awareness of what, um, like the whole communication thing, I think that is huge. Like learn how to use your voice. That, that would be yeah. older Kristen talking to me, especially about 10 years ago. And even now on a deeper level of, mm-hmm. of what I need. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Learn how to use your voice. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.